0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Perspectives of Grief, Touching Bees Tuesdays. I'm Kenan, your host, and I'm so delighted you're here. This week, I'd like to chat about allowing ourselves to feel the feelings as much as they can often start off feeling very heavy. And I'm referring to the feelings of grief or the sadness of when we experience a loss. And I'll explain where I'm coming from. I have a very dear friend who is going through something in their life. And very recently, the person said to me, you know, I think I am addicted to feeling happy because I'm not allowing. I realize that I'm not allowing myself to feel the sadness so that I can get through it. And my jaw dropped. I was Oh my goodness, that is such a huge revelation to realize in order for us to work through grief or to allow grief to work through us, I should say, to process it, we really have to allow ourselves to sit with those feelings. And sometimes, just like anything in life, you know, if something gets a little too tedious, we stop doing the tedious and we go to what we like to do, what we enjoy doing what makes us happy, or what, you know, what we're used to do and what we're comfortable with. And when it comes to our feelings, very often, at least speaking from my experience, allowing ourselves to sit with our feelings of loss will most usually start off feeling super uncomfortable. What we need to realize, though, it's only through allowing that uncomfortableness, if that's a word, that is the beginning of us working through. You know, the, I, I keep saying sadness, but I know it may not necessarily be sadness. Whenever we experience loss of some kind, in order to move forward, we need to start off. We need to acknowledge where we are. And where we are is most often in a place of that sadness, that loss. So, my intention here is most certainly not to sound gloomy by any means. My intention here is actually to bring empowerment for you to feel empowered because often when we stuff our feelings in a drawer or we turn our back on our feelings, they're still there. You know, when kids are a certain age and I mean, I have no human children, but I know my my friends' kids when they were smaller. I, and I forget how old, whether they're two or three or four. I don't know. But when they they close their eyes, you know, you're talking to them, and they close their eyes because they think you cannot see them. You you know what I'm talking about? If they close their eyes, they think you cannot see them. And we as adults in their life, we say, "I can still see you," and you kind of see them. You know, look at you through the corner of their eye. Well, very often. Our feelings are like the adults in our life, and we are like that child. And we close our eyes to our feelings, thinking, okay, if I don't look at you, you don't see me, and therefore you're not there. And what our feelings are saying is, I can still see you, I know you're there, and I am here. And it's only when we look and we really turn to our feelings face-to-face... I'm talking about the uncomfortable feelings, of course. When we turn and we look at them face on and we acknowledge them, that is the very first step of being emotionally free. Oh my goodness, emotionally, ah, that light feeling. Because when we stuff them in a drawer, when we stuff them in the backpack of life and, you know, we're not acknowledging them, all they're doing is weighing us down and they don't want to weigh us down. They want to be acknowledged so they can breathe again and they can they can help us move forward. If I'm hoping that makes sense to you because it certainly makes sense to me. And I'll give you an example. I may get a little emotional because this particular example is is about somebody very, very dear to me that I lost, okay? And this particular, and and this is the example, as much as in, in perspectives of grief, we emphasize that grief is certainly not only when somebody passes away, this example just happens to be when my godmother passed away my auntie elizabeth in trinidad we call everybody auntie and uncle versus aunt i wouldn't say aunt elizabeth i would say auntie elizabeth okay auntie elizabeth was my mother's only sister my mother had was or is my mother is still alive my mom is one of four siblings and two girls and two boys and only two are left, one girl, my mum, and the youngest, um, would, my uncle. Anyway, Auntie Elizabeth was very, very dear to me. Even if, I think even if she were not my godmother, we would have been as close as we were. She did not have children of her own. And my sister and I actually saw ourselves as her, her daughters. We were in and out of her home as if it were ours. And it was actually this is a total side note. It was actually my auntie Elizabeth who when I found out I could not have children, which is a whole other episode um it was knowing how close I was, how close my aunt and I were that gave me that comfort to find peace in knowing that I was still complete as a woman and as a human being. okay that's a total different episode as I mentioned. But coming back to my aunt, uh, my auntie Elizabeth. She she really died suddenly. She had she was severely diabetic. She had, oh, oh my gosh, you named it, she had it. The high blood pressure, the glaucoma, you name it. But that's the running thing in my family on my mom's side. So I can say that very lightheartedly. And I was already, Jay mar- and I were already married and living in Barbados. And my aunt still lived in Trinidad. She always lived in Trinidad. I spoke to her on a Thursday after my mom called me to say, your aunt is going back into the hospital, you may want to call her. And I'm so grateful now that I think of it, because if my mom had not called me that day, I may not have called my aunt because I was at work. And that was really, it turned out, the last conversation I had with her. So when I called her, you know, I'm just sharing this in memory of my aunt as well, right? I'm taking the opportunity. But my conversation with her that day was... You know when she answered i said you know you uh, you know it was hello and everything and then it was i said do you have like a young cute boyfriend doctor in the hospital or something you're going in and out in and out in and out anyway we chuckled we laughed we talked and of course it was time to say goodbye and actually that conversation was a very 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 first conversation in my life other than with g my husband That was my very first conversation that I ended saying, I love you. I don't know where it came from. Probably my spirit knew it was going to be the last conversation on this earth between my aunt and me. And she replied, I love you too. And this Saturday morning, I got the call saying she had passed away. So what had happened, she had a bleeding ulcer. And I really never got to know all the details, but basically she had a heart attack and died in hospital very very suddenly and for many years for many years this was 1997 that she died the way I comforted myself was by thinking out you know out loud or to my consciously that she's in Trinidad I'm in Barbados and I just haven't chatted with her in a long time we just haven't talked for a long time Because we're both busy. Imagine. That is how I found comfort. I totally, knowing now, I did not know then, totally turned my back on my feelings. Totally turned my back on my grief. And I say that now with zero judgment if that is where you are. Because you know what? Those were horrible horrible feelings to face. And I can say that now and I can assure you I'm holding back tears because even thinking of that time in my life and that loss is a very heart wrenching thought. I know if that is where you find yourself, just not knowing, not knowing, not even knowing where do I even begin? Like how do I even begin to sit with my sadness? Coming back, to my friend who said, I think I might be addicted to feeling happy because it's hard for me to feel the sadness I need to feel to keep moving forward. That was my friend's epiphany. And that is what I'm sharing with you today, with the intention, as always, of you knowing you are not alone with the intention of of acknowledging it's not going to be easy. It's never easy at first. But you are worth and whatever grief, whatever you are grieving, because remember, grief is not always only felt when somebody passes away. I know I gave the example of my aunt passing away, but whatever grief you have in your life that you have not yet processed, I can assure you it is weighing you down on some level. So as challenging as it may seem at first to turn and face those feelings, or as challenging as it may seem to open that drawer that you've stuffed those feelings in, it is worth it. So I encourage you today to take the time, whether you go for a walk, a quiet walk, And by quiet, I mean, don't be speaking with anyone on your phone. Don't have music on, you know, take your earbuds or your AirPods or whatever, you know, just take those distractions away from yourself, remove them. And it's just you and your thoughts and see what feelings come up. And if it's that grief that wants to bubble up in you, wants to come to the surface, allow it. If it's sitting still, just be in. Whether you're looking out or whether you're sitting with your eyes closed, looking in, in what? I would encourage you to allow those feelings to find you. Because the, the thing is that once, at least my experience, once we face those feelings, it's actually the feelings, the feelings know what to do. They process, they work through. They might we might find ourselves crying, we might find ourselves you know, going to happy thought or going even deeper in sadness. And that is okay. That is okay. That is part of acknowledging our feelings, acknowledging our grief and not stuffing her away or turning our back on her. So I hope this helps you in some way today. And if somebody you know, you may want to share this episode with them. Because as I've often said on Perspectives of Grief, as we've often said, You are not alone and that is the first thing to remember because when we know we're not alone and we know there's somebody else out there who's experiencing what I'm experiencing or who has already experienced it, then I know I'm going to be okay. And that's what my hope is for you today, that you know you're not alone and that you know wherever you are, you are okay. You may not feel like that right now, but you are okay. And just allow yourself to work through it. So I'm sending you so much love and so many blessings today. And I'm beyond grateful for your time. and I'm so grateful to you for this connection today we've had. So till next time.